If you could eliminate data entry for your truckload brokers, how much more business would your top performers win? TIE-TMS has an array of tools designed to save you hours a day. Import your entire spreadsheet of shipments. Let TIE create seamless integrations to your customers' internal systems. And if all of your orders come through email, TIE-TMS leverages AI to read an incoming email and enter the shipment for you. Visit tie-software.com to learn more about how you can empower your top-performing brokers to increase their shipment volume today. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expenses to win these expenses. I got expenses to win these expenses. I've been winning all the work. I've been getting better work. I've been shutting down the stars. Welcome to Put That Coffee Down. I'm Richie Daigle, joined today by Michael Vincent. Uh, we're missing Kevin Hill today. Thoughts are with you, Kevin. We'll be looking forward to you, having you back on the show next week. Uh, so I guess I'm playing Kevin and you're playing me, which is what we did last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, were, you, you filled in for Kevin and I filled in for Richie Daigle. This is the standard when yeah. Kevin's out. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I've got the bigger shoes to fill. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, so, yeah, today's show, we're going to be discussing outcomes versus outputs with uh, Ooh, interesting. sales coach Ian Koniak. Uh, so, looking forward to that conversation. Uh, real quick, though, uh, Thai TMS. Thai is the ultimate domestic 3PL solution for LTL and full truckload freight. Thai TMS gives you a centralized platform for sourcing load coverage by connecting you to load boards, rate intelligence, and capacity tools on a single page. To learn more, visit tiesoftware.com. That's T-A-I-software.com. Yeah, man. So hit them up. Yeah. So learn before, some stuff. Before we jump into to outcomes versus outputs, I came across okay. an interesting article uh, from Inc.com. Uh, it was kind of written mostly for entrepreneurs, but I think it would apply to salespeople as well as far as some, some tips from a psychotherapist for how you can avoid burning out. Uh, and it's pretty obvious, straightforward, to, straight to the point type of tips. But well, they pull no punches, right, <laughs> in, in, this, yeah. in this article. Um, but I mean, you, you, but it, and we were talking about this in the locker room, but it is... Uh, I mean, it's worth it's worth talking about, and it and is. actually, I you know I point out this is entrepreneurship, Richie, and you said, well, you know, sales is is you're pretty much the entrepreneurs of the company, right? Right. I mean, you, you really are. It's what have you done for me lately? You're you're constantly chasing after that thing. It's that highly competitive individual um, that is in there in that uh, in that in that position, um, the one that loves the game and the one that's really pretty susceptible to. Um, the dangers of, of stress that can sneak up onto you really fast, which is the point of this article, I think, is, is not like, hey, don't do drugs, exercise. Well, duh. But um, it's, it's watching out for that and how do you get yourself or keep yourself out of that vicious cycle that can, like that, get you. Yeah, this to, to me, it was like, this is how you maximize your longevity, right? Yeah. Like, it's a marathon and it's, you know, these types of things are going to help you get through a marathon at, at a better time. You're going to be able to pace yourself a little bit better. And so those first first three things, and these are all kind of no-brainers. One, drop your bad habits, right? So the, the first thing is bad habits for you might be different than bad habits for me, but you need to understand what your bad habits are. What are you doing that is causing you to avoid the elephant in the room? Uh, anything that is, I don't want to deal with this, I'm stressed, and so I'm going to default to 
whatever, substances, or it could just be doom scrolling through Twitter, <laughs> or whatever well, yeah, it may no, be. And that's, that's a great point, because, because people can get lost in, um, and, and in this article they call it a procrastination. Right, because right? they talk about you know drugs or alcohol and stuff like that, which can sneak up on you and get you. Um, but then there's which are coping mechanisms that really don't work, right? I mean, you start to feel like crap, and then because you feel like crap, you maybe drink some more to feel a little bit better. But then you feel worse, or drugs, or whatever it happens to be. I get high on working out. I re- I love exercise, and that's kind of my that's my go-to coping mechanism is 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 working out. And even excess of that can be bad. Sure. I broke my foot. Uh, <laughs> because I was working out too much. In reality, you wear yourself down. But the procrastination part, I think, is the one that gets, can, get, can get, because you, you don't even know you're doing it. It's not like, oh, I'll get to it later. You spend 90% of your time preparing for the sales calls instead of picking up that phone. You ever find yourself in that situation? And you're symptoms. Where you're like, oh, I'm not quite ready yet. It's symptoms, right? You need to recognize these symptoms are, are symbolizing that there's an underlying issue. Yeah. And it's, you don't want to just try to manage your symptoms. You need to try to figure out what that underlying problem is and deal with the root cause. Exactly. Get to it. I agree. So that's, you know, number two, um, taking baby steps. And you talk about working out. You know, how many times at January 1st, someone's like, you know what? I'm going to run six marathons and do two Ironmans. And I'm going to start doing this. And they have these big aspirations for yeah. all they want to do over the course of the year. And it never happens. It's too big. You can't, you, you're right. It's the, it's the baby steps. It's the small ones. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to limit this activity if it's a procrastination type of thing and limit that or whatever it happens to be to, to get healthy, stay healthy mentally in your work life and, you know, obviously physically. But For yeah, me, a great, a great way to take the baby steps is first thing in the morning, how am I going to conquer the day? How am I going to schedule my day? What am I going to do? Like, let's, let's put all these day, baby steps into my day for today. Yeah. And then let's get after it and let's go by, day by day. Agreed. Agreed. Let me, uh, real quick, just, um, so there's an old thing called TRAF, right, to help mm-hmm. you be productive. Tross, refer, act, file, right, I think is what it was. And one of the things in there is take five minutes at the beginning of the day and five minutes at the end of the day. Make a list of what you need to do that day. Check off that list and make a list of what you're going to do tomorrow at the end of the day and do that every day. That helps you get into those baby steps, okay? And then you can look at it and tick off. When you're really good at baby steps, they call that having a good routine. Baby steps out the door, baby. What about Bob? <laughs> Great movie, yeah. right? Number three I'm is... Bob. Can you knock me out? Remember that movie? <laughs> so good. <laughs> Number three is confide in someone. And I, I think you need a sounding board. You know, we're, we're humans, and humans are not built... And that, like, we're not structurally, you know, supposed to be alone in this world. So, like, you need other people. You need somebody that you can trust, that you can confide in, whether it's a few buddies going out and having some beers and, like, getting things off your chest. But you need some kind of way to, you know, explain what's going on in your world and have like somebody this else. Or like this, taking a bubble bath <laughs> with a couple buddies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I, and not to make fun of it, because I agree with it 100%. But I'll tell you my own opinion. I almost think... That these things are are in reverse order. Sure, I can see that. Um, because uh, the hardest thing to do is self-assess. It's a rare thing for people to do it, and even those who self-assess are wrong sometimes because you're tainted by your own eyes, yep. and it'll take you a while to see things that are going. But if you've got somebody you can confide in and is friends with you that has the ability to say, "Hey, Richie, you're screwing up here, dude. Let me take you aside." Uh, and you'll listen to him and not take offense to to that, and take it for the constructive love from a friend that it is. 
uh, that's probably more effective than, than any of the other two, right? Because it gets you on the right path. There's somebody there that can call out your blind spots, right? Right on. Right? Like, yeah. And everybody's got blind spots, and just recognize that and have some people that, uh, that have good visibility to those places. Yeah, if you recognize you have them, you, it doesn't mean you're always going to see them. Yeah, it's another good use of the word visibility. It's a real popular word these days. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, what do they call those, buzzwords? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so real quick, we're going to have Ian Cognac on in just one moment. Uh, once again, Ty, uh, Ty TMS saves 3PLs and brokers an average of two hours a day per rep with a smooth workflow designed to help you speed up your process and scale the growth of your business. With automated spot quoting, a centralized integration platform Thai TMS customers see an average increase in shipment volume of 30%. Visit ThaiSoftware.com, that's T-A-I-Software.com today to schedule a demo. Get a free month with Thai TMS. So good folks over there. So uh, yeah, we're going to welcome Ian Koniak to the show. Uh, Ian, how, how are you doing today? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can yeah, hear you. Yeah, got you loud and clear. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. I've never used this uh, system before, so just making sure everything is all set on the tech side. Yeah. Yeah. You're coming in uh, loud and clear. Um, yeah. Just for our listeners, uh, maybe go over a bit of your background and, and your story and, and what you're doing today. Where do we start? Um, I guess I've always been somebody, I've worked in sales for 19 years. And for me, it was always um, a grind. It was always you know, mentally tough. I had addiction in my family. I had a lot of struggles and um, I was determined to do things different than what my family had done in the past. I wanted to be the best performer. I put all of my weight and all of my um, performance into my achievements. And unfortunately, um, that's, well, fortunately, it served me really well. I became a top performer at Rico, got into Salesforce, became a top performer at Salesforce and um, really was was keeping my eye on, I would say, external prizes most of my life, most of my career. And I got to the top. I made uh, millions of dollars. I was very successful. But in the meantime, I was struggling with addiction. I was struggling with, um, wow. was never happy, was never fulfilled. And so I, uh, about five years ago, I started doing a lot of personal development. I joined a mastermind. And I realized, you know, what I was searching for my whole life wasn't what was going to make me happy and fulfilled. And I was focusing too much on the prize versus on becoming the best version of myself. And so for me, fundamentally, um, the last five years have been a massive personal transformation where I've worked on really going deep and raising that awareness that that you guys have talked about in terms Mm. of my flaws, my addictions, my tendencies. And um, it's been a journey, but it's been a very rewarding one. And now I get to help other people really untap their their full potential by looking from within and, and figuring out what are those things that hold them back. And right now I coach um, top salespeople to really get to that next level, um, whether it's performance or whether it's finding that balance or personal fulfillment in their lives that has been eluding them for so long as it did in my life. Really interesting stuff, Ian, and, and uh, a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for being on the show. Um, I want to ask you so many different things over what you just said there, because there's so many interesting things to unpack. Uh, I know we want to get to, um, you know, the difference really in focusing on outcomes versus outputs and which one is more important where you need to focus or is there a blend of those two? But real quick, I just wanted to ask you, you you know, you said you struggled with addictions and all that other kind of stuff. I think some of the, the, the part of that, that drive, 
of, of people who are successful in sales, and I've been in it for many, many years, is, 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 is that's just part of your personality, that strive to go through there, that you're not, you're not ever fulfilled, right? You gotta do more, you gotta do more, you gotta do more. And that leads to some problems like addiction and some other things. How do you balance those and stay successful at the same time, right? When it's really almost the same personality characteristic, not flaw, that drives you to, to both, really. Yeah, I, I think it's not a bad thing. I mean, the way I look at it, I was wired a certain way. I'm not going to change how I am. I can change my habits. I can change my behaviors. I can change my thoughts, but I can't change my brain chemistry in terms of being extremely driven and never settling. <laughs> my standards yeah. for myself are extremely high. And I, I think, again, it goes down to that awareness level. I, I, I you know, I, I'm a big practitioner of um, morning routines and mantras and really trying to make sure I remind myself what makes me most happy and most fulfilled. And when I found myself going to addiction in the past, or when I found myself um, really struggling mentally was when I was too focused on the end result. Whereas what I've pivoted for and what's, what's really changed for me now is I've defined winning in a, in a much more micro level versus a macro level. In other words, um, for me, winning is, is really a daily thing and a weekly thing. And I've um, come up with some very, very effective systems for myself that help me um, measure the journey itself versus the destination. Because that's really where I would stumble and fall a lot of times before is I'd go really hard and then I'd either burn out or I'd feel overwhelmed. And then I'd go to addictive, you know, compulsive behaviors, or I want to escape and go to scrolling, like you mentioned on, on social media or whatever, whatever it was, it manifested in so many different ways. But for me, it's, it's really about um, making the prize the day versus the W2 or the promotion or mm. the specific um, long-term prize that I, I think I was too focused on for, for so many years. I think it's great. And I, I think that it's, a, it's interesting how you're bringing, you know, outcomes versus outputs into the conversation here, right? Because there's so much unneeded stress that we put on ourselves as salespeople at times when we start focusing on results that we don't have 100% control over. I can't control how you're going to what you're going to do, <laughs> what, you can. what decisions you're going to make, <laughs> right? And, and, if, and if I try to, there's, we have a word in English for trying to control your decisions. It's yes. called manipulation. Yeah, that's right. Right. And so like nobody wants to do that either. Um, so, but when we're focused on those results that we, that we don't have complete control, I mean, it makes me think back to baseball. Like once when, if I'm pitching, when the ball leaves my fingers, it's done, right? I can make a perfect pitch and the guy could hit it 10 miles, right? Like yeah. It's, it's just my job is over when the ball is out of my fingers. So I need to do the best possible job that I can do with what I do have 100% control over. And it, it seems like that's what you're getting at, Ian, and, and you're applying that thought process to the entirety of the sales experience, right? But then you're also getting down to that micro level of like putting it into practice. And this, that's what I'm feeling where you're going and just want to get your comments, you know, and, and elaboration yeah. on, on that, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you uh, some examples of this. But but I was listening to John Wooden this morning when I was doing my uh, my morning workout and morning routine. And, and he had a 
TED Talk. It was on the TED channel. It, I don't know if it was a TED Talk, but um, they had it on the TED channel. And, and he talked about the definition of success. And Wooden, greatest college basketball coach of all time, bar none, uh, said, I never focus on winning. I never even want to say winning. That's not my definition of success. And it's fascinating because he was, you know, they won so many championships at UCLA. But he said, for me, success is uh, the peace of mind and self-satisfaction, which comes from knowing you are doing your best to be the best you can be. In other words, it's, it comes from trying, right? He would much rather see someone try to achieve their full potential than to win, um, cause he said you can win a game and still lose, you know, in your performance or you can win your performance and still lose the game. But for, for him, it was really about getting the most out of each person and getting them to, to want to be the best. And, and, and that's really, I, I would say what focusing on outcomes, um, or focusing on output does versus outcomes. So I have this, um, it's right in front of me right now. It's called the 12 week year. And just to elaborate uh, if you can see it, it's it's a weekly plan and a weekly scorecard that I print out every single week. And it's basically all the key, most important activities that I need to get done in the week. I rank them from one to, you know, depending on how many are on the list, one to 15. And then it's literally about focusing on doing one thing at a time and prioritizing those things because it's so easy to give into distraction to become a slave to your email or slack or whatever's coming at you but that's not winning the day right winning the day is is saying planning ahead of time here's specifically what's most important and i'm going to honor that by putting it in my calendar and turning off distractions and then completing things not stopping and going, you know, having 20 windows open or 20 things at a time, but doing one thing at a time and also doing the hardest things first, right? The things that we know are going to yield the greatest results are often the hardest and the most challenging and overwhelming and stressful. By doing those things, we're creating space in our heads versus keeping that thing in our head that we didn't get to that we now have to take home at night when we're at the end of the day, and now we're not present with our families because we know we didn't do what we set out to do. So if you can, you know, know what you want to do, plan it and execute it every single day. Um, it's not a, it's not even a question. It's a guarantee, a guarantee that you will be successful. And, and, and it's because success has been redefined, which is, you know, doing the best I can. Most people, they, they just don't, take that time to really plan and to execute and work on themselves. And so they just give in to old habits and, um, you know, move to their comfort zone and they go to the default, which is doing the easy things that keep them busy versus the hard things that actually move the needle in, in their business. So for me, it's, it's constantly breaking that down and in, in, into the week and into the day to make sure those things happen. So that's what I mean by when I say focus on, the, the process, not the outcomes, focus on the output, not the outcomes. If I go out and I say, I'm going to accomplish this today. And I do everything that I set out to do. And I go into my house at night to be with my family at six o'clock, um, which is usually when I wrap up, uh, I am fully present with them. I feel good about myself and I can leave that negative energy, um, it's gone because I'm proud and happy, uh, 
in terms of when, you know, what I, what I did that day. And I also will sleep much better at night. And, and so that's the peace of mind, which Wooden is talking about. That's that self-satisfaction of knowing you, you actually did what you set out to do. Which are all great points, Ian. I, I, I agree with those 100%. It begs the question, how then do you uh, balance? Because you, you have to be worried about the outcome as well. Um, if you're always worried about just the outputs or doing it every single day, you, can't you fall into a trap of, of, of uh, almost, I want to say analysis paralysis, but over-prepping and, and trying to get towards it and lose your eye off of that end goal? Because that end goal is to have that outcome eventually, right? It's just understanding that that outcome isn't a task that you can complete today. And, and overlook the getting your fingers on the seam correctly, right? Or your release on the pitch at the at the right point, or whatever it happens to be, the the proper presentation, uh, uh, those the, that type of work, like you're talking about. I, I think if you work in sales or mm-hmm. you're an entrepreneur like me, if you don't have your broader picture set on a goal, mm-hmm. um, what, what's the point, right? Yeah. If you're in sales, yeah. you're doing it to. You're, you're signing up for a business, a career where you're paid based on your performance. So, right. of course, winning is is the end result. But what I'm what I'm saying is, if you get here's what happens when you focus on just winning is you lose sight of the day to day little things that lead to winning, and you right. basically get stress. And what stress does is it fills your brain with horrible chemicals, um, cortisol, which causes anxiety, it causes depression, it causes irritability. These are scientific facts on what cortisol does to the brain. When you're focused on that, hey, I'm not at my number, oh shit, you're gonna make bad decisions, your energy's gonna be bad, you're gonna come off as desperate to your clients. So you really have to know where you're going, but not let that be the focus of your execution day to day. So. For me, it's it's really about patience and just staying the course and being persistent. Yes, I've never seen a client, and, and I've coached for, for many years now, um, and I've led salespeople for a big portion of my, my career, and I've never seen in my entire career a client that followed the process that didn't actually achieve the end goal. Not a single person I can think of in 19 years selling who did the day-to-day blocking and tackling, which is required in sales. Um, And and I'll tell you, paralysis analysis has no place in my list. It has no place. This is the opposite of that. This is knowing what you're going to do and doing it. Everything on this list is about revenue generating activities. It's about calling the clients I need to call. It's about moving every deal forward. It's about the things that actually matter in getting sales. That's the key is like your execution is on what I call RGAs, revenue generating activities. And that's either setting meetings or advancing meetings, right? Um, advancing pipeline or creating pipeline is simple as that. So everything that I have is in the attempt of creating new pipeline or looking at my current deals and advancing pipeline. So I get more done in a day than most people do in a week because I'm focused on the key things that are going to move the needle in every single one of my deals. So the first thing I do when I start my day is I look at every single open opportunity and I make sure that every next step on those deals before anything else has been uh, prioritized in that maybe it's a follow-up email, maybe it's a call I need to make, maybe it's a proposal I need to send, but those things come first. So knowing what's most important and actually scheduling and planning those things is the foundation of this entire program. It's, it's not about paralysis analysis or researching. It's about 
taking action every day on the things that are going to lead to that end result. So I think that's the key is, is when you know you're doing all you can to advance your deals or to create new pipeline and sales, that's really all you can do. It's when we freaking get caught up in meetings that are pointless or we're doing activities that do nothing for our business. That's when that's when I get frustrated. That's when I see um, a lot of salespeople frustrated because it's like, I just wasted the day. I got nothing done that matters, right? Yeah, but that ultimately yeah. is up to you. You've got to own your calendar. You've got to own what you say yes to. So absolutely, it's it's not about the the, the prize. It's about the day-to-day things that get you to the prize. And the prize is always going to be back of the mind, but not in the front of the mind. That's, Amen. That's the Amen. I, Ian, excellent, excellent response. I, I, I absolutely it. love it. The fire is is, is tremendous. I, I'm going to go out there and kill the day today myself. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Every no, great explanation. I'm glad. Yeah, right. No, no, it's a great explanation. I think that needed to, that needed to come out. Exactly. What are those things that you go on there? Because people would watch this and take this and go off and do the wrong things. Right. And they can fall into a trap. They need they need this self awareness and that and it's those key things that you're moving forward. Right. Beautiful stuff. Thank you. I'll you know, give you a real example. So I live this every day. So my goal this year, it's my first full year coaching since I left Salesforce last year. My goal is to to sell seven figures. Right. I was one of the top performers at Salesforce, and if I was going to move in my own business, I want to at least make sure I can do the same, if not better than what I used to do. And the average coach makes about $80,000 a year. Okay. That I was doing 10 X that at Salesforce. So for me, it was like, we got to cut off here. We're out of time, but uh, man, this has been, I was going to say, so the prize is a million, but, but that's not what what's on here. It's not sell a million. It's all the things that get there and I'm tracking already. So I follow my own medicine in that, in that regard, but nothing on here is about Getting to a million. We'll have you fire. back on. Yeah, we got 10 seconds left on this one. Got to have him been, back. Got to yeah, have him back. There's, there's so much more to unpack. We've really enjoyed the time, Ian. Um, yeah, so we got five seconds. Thanks for joining. Put that coffee down. See you next time. That was awesome. I got friends only want to talk business. I got expenses. Win is expensive. I got expenses. Win is expensive. I've been getting all the work. I've been getting all the work. I've been shutting down the stars.